Hello everybody, I am Victoria Friedrich and welcome to Know Your Onions, Hacks for Working Across Cultures. Every episode, we get to pick the brains of our inspiring, brilliant and honest colleagues who know their onions. Today, we are sitting in Passau, Germany, a charming little town in Bavaria and pretty much the most southern point you can get to before you cross over to Austria. I am here with Gurda Tabal, or Gurda, as we call him, who is a true legend here at ISIS. Gurda has been with us for over 13 years, and therefore he knows the business inside of us. As senior intercultural trainer and consultant, he also has a very firm background in international quality management, and that is the topic that we're focusing on in today's episode. Gorda, nice to have you here. Thank you. Today, we're taking a closer look at the relationships between supplier and customer in our present global environment. For starters, where do you see the overall challenges when it comes to working with international customers, especially with a Central European or German background? Well, when we talk about international business, uh, there are a couple of uh, dimensions They influence a lot our, our working together or expectations. Uh, for example, uh, the decision-making process or uh, terms of communication, um, there are a lot of misunderstandings that can come up. Yeah. For example, if you look into German uh, approach of communication, uh, people are mostly into email um, writing. Yeah. So majority of the global world, they are more or less into having phone calls or uh, writing, for example, writing short messages. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is also trust. When we talk about customers internationally, um, how to approach the customer. So we, we talk about uh, a couple of cultures in whose intention is to, to build more networks, yeah, regardless of, of the facts and figures, and uh, how to approach them. So let's dig a little deeper here. What are the key differences in quality management mentality-wise? Uh, when you talk about um, uh, quality management, so everybody in the world is looking for good quality. Yeah? But if we say internationally, uh, everybody has his own um, uh, kind of uh, quality expectations. Yeah? Um, and this, uh, this is related to pretty much uh, how the culture deals with the risk, for example. So we differentiate between cultures who are risk takers or risk allowed cultures and they are pretty much toward the tar tar target. And we talk about cultures who, who avoid risks yeah? for, for that if you look into the uh, German-speaking area, so uh, Austria, Germany, uh, partially Switzerland, for example, they can concentrate very much uh, toward the sustainability. So a risk avoidance culture would stick to the processes in order to have better quality in the end of, of the product. Um, the cultures who are more into risk takers, yeah, they will say uh, functionality is important. Yeah? So it means in, in those terms that a certain process can be jumped, for example, and it has a, a huge impact in the expectations of international customers, like if we talk about um, merging markets uh, so like China, Brazil, Russia. So in most of these cultures, they say, well, uh, I don't need a machine which works uh, for 25 years. Yeah? I need something which works now. So uh, a risk taker cultures, they have also in majority of the cases, very short uh, uh, planning and mentality. 
so they are not looking for sustainability for long term. Yeah, but if you look into Central European mentality, uh, where here the people say, if I build a house, if I build a car, buy a car, if I do something, yeah, uh, it should be sustainable. It has a huge impact on the quality and expectations uh, of the quality. So we differentiate between a product which functions yeah, and a product which is sustainable, for example. And the consumers who are looking for uh, functionality, most likely they are also looking for very incentive uh, um, after sales service. And a culture who is looking for sustainability. So, because in the process you say, well, I, I build something which would last also a very, very long time. Yeah? And uh, especially the German automotive sector example for that. When they build cars, for example, comparatively to if you say, there are a couple of com uh, companies coming uh, coming from India or, or from Korea, for example. Yeah? It's not that these cars are bad, yeah? but the matter of fact, they, they would save the production cost uh, and uh, give the customer only a quality which the customer is looking for. Yeah? And mentality of the, of the German economy is pretty much, if we, if we build something, the customer should say, wow, it worked 25 years and I didn't have to do anything. That actually brings me to my next question, or you pretty much answered it already. So the emerging markets such as India, Brazil, Russia, or now also Indonesia, they do play a role in this. Yes, they, they, they play a big role because if we, if we say emerging markets, we are, we are going to international customers. So before I start from the German perspective or Central European perspective, I have to see what kind of product they are looking for. Yeah, so if most likely, uh, maybe they are not looking for 100% quality or sustainable product, yeah, but still at the number of the people is very high. So when it comes to consumer products, for example, so they, the markets are there, but, but you have to see what kind of mentality these people have. So taking into consideration what you just explained, how does an employee's position within his or her company affect the negotiations with international customers? Yeah, as I mentioned before, uh, we, we talk about uh, cultural dimensions and decision-making process is one of those. Yeah? So uh, if, we, if we look into, into Central Europe or German mentality, we say we will send our people out who are expert for something. They might not have a senior position, for example, and uh, they have to deal with a certain culture as a customer where the role of the person is very important. And he might not be the expert uh, in, in this case. Um, so there they, they might be some misunderstanding in this case. It means um, when the cultures, we talk about role-oriented cultures and we talk about rule-oriented cultures. So when a role-oriented culture meets rule-oriented culture, so it can be the person from the role-oriented culture would say, why the higher role hasn't come to negotiate with me? So it means if the people coming from, from bottom up, yeah, sometimes it happens they cannot be serious, taken serious, for example. So it, it says, if you send a couple of people out for the global markets, for example, so this is very important to define their roles in advance. Um, so if this person is capable of uh, um, making prices, this capable of, uh, person is capable of making quality issues, uh, this person should make certain decisions. And this, this should be done in advance before you send someone out. Lastly, when we look at today's very international business environment, how would you define the term customer service? Um, the customer service is also defined culturally. So we, we differentiate between 
to to different customers. So there are a couple of cultures where the customer says, uh, "I do my homework and then I go to supplier." So German-speaking areas, example of that, for example, majority of the Germans, if they would go for shopping, for example, they will prepare a list. Yeah. So we talked about uh, risk allowed culture. So it says, if being a customer, I am prepared, yeah, and then I know why I'm, what I'm looking for. So I would go uh, with my target to that place where I get these things. So this is one issue, and the other is we have a lot of customers. We call them. Um, they are looking for service orientation, so it means they don't do their homework at home. They they will just spontaneously go somewhere and say, "Oh, well, I'm looking for some, something, uh, but I'm not prepared for that. What exactly I'm looking for?" So it means in this case, you need uh, to give them more customer support. Uh, what what most likely uh, in Germany doesn't happen. Uh, so many many people from from U.S., from Asia, from Arab world, when they come to Germany and they wonder um, how the system in the grocery shops work. Yeah, so the huge store, but only there are two or three people are working. Because in in Germany it works very well. Because majority of the customers who are going from grocery shopping, they do their homework, so they don't need to have all the time someone who comes to you and says, "Hey, you need something? You don't need something?" So it's called resource resources efficiency in Germany. So where else, if if you look into into countries like Japan, India, China, for example, so it means uh, the customer want to be pampered all the time from from the supplier side. Yeah, and if I don't do it, yeah, the customer would say, well, it is not a good customer service. So uh, where else in a, in in a, in a German speaking area, people would say. If I buy something from you, don't bother me later on. Yeah? I will come to you if I have some issues. So whereas majority of the of the customer in the world would say bother me all the time. Otherwise, I would not consider as a good customer service, um, customer service, for example. In connection with this, do you have any advice what someone could add to the after-sales service, for example? Oh yes, there are a couple of other things which we have to uh, recommend actually. But one thing which comes uh, uh, in most of the cases is uh, when when you have to find a solution for the customer. So uh, you have sold something, and ultimately uh, there are some issues coming up, and uh, there are international customer expectations. They they could be different. So, so it means we also differentiate between uh, analyzing culture and pragmatic culture. So if your customer is very much pragmatic. Customer, most probably he has very less patience in in terms of that he should work immediately. So it means they are looking for short-term solutions. And uh, parallelly, if you look into into the self-European mentality, people would say um, analyze this thing, yeah, and then find a solution. It means uh, long-term solutions are welcome. And and this is a very big misunderstanding in abroad. For example, if you're selling expensive products, high-quality products, and something goes wrong, and uh, it can go wrong due to uh, local resources. For example, um, for example, in terms of electricity or something like that. Yeah? But still, the expectations of customer is: I bought something from Germany and I paid 40% more, so um, it should work immediately. And the German approach would be in most of the cases uh, we will send technicians there. He has to look into that where this problem comes from, and then we will make solutions. And then this is something uh, when it comes to um, uh, customer uh, relationships between supplier and customer, expectations are really different. 
So particularly advice for for companies from Central Europe that if if you're dealing with the uh, pragmatic cultures, then it's important to have everything related to after sales parts or whatever. If you say, well, there are a couple of parts they could go wrong abroad, yeah. So make them available immediately. Well, Gorda, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for taking the time. I know you're always very busy. Thank you very much. And I would say you obviously know your audience. And to all of you guys out there, if you want to know more about hacks for working across cultures, check out learnhub.icunet.group for our next podcast and e-learning courses. Stay tuned, and of course, don't forget to subscribe.